Hello and welcome to episode 41 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and the global ambassador of vitamin D, Mark. <laughs> It's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, and the benefits of vitamin D. I mean, I'm not sure we've mentioned vitamin D. Do you want me to start? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know much about vitamin D. It's not a vitamin either. What? Oh, is that, is that a tease? No, no, no. I oh. thought we said before. It's, oh, a, it's a hormone. All oh, right. Just gets lumped and, in. Uh, and the benefits of hormone D. <laughs> in fact, I think it's actually strictly a pro or a pre-hormone. No. We'll, we'll stick to vitamin D. Why not? It's what everyone knows it as. Yeah. Why reinvent the wheel? It's a bit like Prince when he changed his name. <laughs> to the symbol. Yeah. Yeah. All work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. I think that's your top. Is that my best one so yeah, far? the most um, Are you ranking my reverb. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to us, then please do, as uh, that's a good way of uh, never missing an episode. Um, just go and hit subscribe as ticks or whatever, you know, mm. just hit, just whatever it is. You told them. If, a billion times. Yeah. Yeah, still not doing it. There no. we are. Untidy your room. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, warm up and stretch, we've got some catching up to do, some bookmarks in work-life ballet. We have a special guest again. From roll, Brian. please. <laughs> so, Brian is back and we're going to be talking rest, rehab and recovery. How are you? Yeah. Mark. Um, good. Thank you. Good. I um <laughs> I saw this and I sent it to a person and um it's from a TV show and I've forgotten the name. It's an American TV show. Great start. I, I sent this thing I, to a, this to this person about a thing. I'm consistent. Come on, we're all I'm about consistent. the detail. <laughs> it's about two women in America who work in a burger place. Have you seen it if I show you the picture? No. Okay. What should I do? You ever watch, do you ever watch Bob's burgers? Mm. okay this is like listening to the the last episode the yeah. first five minutes even listening back i've no, no idea what you're talking about it was just i think i said it was like being on the end of a machine gun fire okay it was I'll, just do, 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 the bit about cleaner kelly falling asleep has gone hasn't it i think i'm okay <laughs> yeah okay so I'll, I'll calm down we have to back the back the lorry up again no beep 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 <laughs> I think I think you're too youth. I think that's what it is. This is you're so youth. This is a meme from an American show, right? With two women in it working in a burger place. It isn't Bob's Burgers? That's better than this. That's animated. So, one on this meme. So I sent this to Amelia. Actually, it wasn't to a person. But it was. Yeah, it happened to be Amelia. <laughs> yeah, the, the AI Amelia. <laughs> Did you notice she has AI in the end of her name? Oh. Did you notice Imagram was asking um, her followers, because she's going to dye her hair, what colour it should be? Oh, the virtual... The virtual reality. And um, they're going, oh, she probably look good in blue. And it's like, oh, you're totally she sold on it. Yeah, you're totally sold. It works, right? Yeah. I didn't vote. So one woman says to the other woman, mm -hmm. fine doesn't mean fine. Right. And then she goes, the scale goes, great, good, okay, not okay, I hate you, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> and I thought... That could be our album cover, couldn't it, that? Yeah, those could be the tracks. What, the, pl what, the, what, the playlist uh, album? What do you want to put? See, I don't know, he's just, saying, he's just shouting words at me. I don't know what you mean. No, okay. No, go on. Let's move on. No, 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 I've just... That, that you went. look really hot again. You're making me hot. I'm feeling sweaty. I think I'm keeping this on because I know... I'll go off and you'll go, ooh, Mark's taking his top off. <laughs> yeah, you know it. And also, <laughs> Give me some material. Also, the other day, it did sound like I was, when I said something like what, you, going to topless. Me. No, oh, I right. went something like going topless. What I meant was... Going topless for 2021 is what you were saying. I had posted a picture yeah. of my back yeah, and you... I haven't posted any pictures of my body without clothes on probably for sure about six you. months. Someone else posted a picture of your back. I don't think had much choice. Oh, yeah, you? that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it looked look good, your back. Thank you. Yeah, do, do you know in Twins with um, Devito and Schwarzenegger? Yeah, he takes he's, he's trying on the shirt in the supermarket and he takes his top off and he turns around and Devito goes, "Oh my God, the back's almost as bad as the front." They're <laughs> 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 like, "Yeah, well, you can't tell which way around you are. It's just mostly back and front." <laughs> <laughs> Apart from which way your head is, but yeah, that's a bit of a yeah. giveaway. Yeah, and with a hat, it's hard <laughs> to tell. <laughs> can't see much of my head. <laughs> if you put your glasses on the back of your head, it'd yeah. have the same effect. No, it wouldn't. So Eric Morecambe style, being silly. Mm. Yeah. You're okay? Yeah. And You've yourself. Been up to? There's like ages since I've seen you. Yeah, it does feel a long time. It's like three days. Two days. We've had some interesting text discussions for another time probably, but... can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, it's so fleeting. It's the fleeting. It's, I can't remember. No. I'm sure they've been cracking. Mm. Been a bit high value, haven't they? Mm. Funny. 
intellectual. Well, no, just, just things that we might be doing. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. We're not going to say yeah. no. No, that's, that's just what everyone wants to hear, isn't it? Yeah. Stuff we're I do not going to talk lot. about. Yeah, you do, yeah. Although the COVID, we did, we did say we weren't going to talk about COVID and then you spent eight, you know, eight minutes talking yeah. about it, which was good. I know. But I think I'm, that was worthwhile saying. I think it was a, I think you were feeling strongly about it and you got it out. And what I think did I that's say? What, I can't even remember. You were saying just how bad the government had been at rolling out the vaccines. Yeah, and it was, in, it was on the news today that they were saying they might not meet their numbers because mm. they haven't got enough vaccines. Mm. And I thought, you should have checked maybe last week when you said you were going to do 14 million that the, the cupboards were full. And some are getting wasted as yeah. well. Getting yeah. them out of the fridge and then they're sitting on the side. They can't <laughs> put them back, apparently. No, <laughs> no, and once one goes, the whole batch is it's like, anyways... Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. No. Are we? What shall we talk about? Well, they've said 2 million people have been vaccinated, what the f- but only 21,000 have been vaccinated with two, the right. double dose. So not very many then. And I know there's a reason for doing this, which is it's- twice as many people get the first vaccine, but it's interesting that one of those 21,000 is the Prime Minister's father. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was good lucky one, that his name came out. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Bearing Especially in mind he's going to get it before he pisses off to France. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, we're not going to talk about no. that, are we? No. That's it. Nothing. Not a word. Or no. about him going to Greece in lockdown. No. I mean, when you weren't allowed to fly to Greece. That's a good point. Or even fly. I'm so glad you wouldn't bring these things up. No. He went via Bulgaria. Did he? Yeah. Why? Because you're not allowed to fly direct to Greece. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, imagine if all this didn't go in, it'd be such a waste, wouldn't it? Do you remember when we talked about coffee machines and you got freaked out that someone was knowing when you made a coffee? Yeah, like, retros- which coffee? Yeah. yeah, and you were like, oh my God, I don't want them to know. In retrospect. And was... literally, we've just bled into a test tube and sent it to someone who we have no idea who they are. Do you know no, what I mean? That's true. But they have our DNA now. And we've told them all about us. Yeah. So they know where we live, they know our name, they know our age, and they have literally, they could, they could clone us. And in your, your and, case, and it you, was a you, lot you, of you, blood, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, you could probably make three of me with yeah. that. Um, you like still make, make half of one of you. It'll still be, <laughs> maybe the size of a normal person, <laughs> just you, with no muscles. You could be that sheep. What was the sheep? I keep wanting to Sean say the Fanny. Sheep. No, Fanny. The first Larry of, the Lamb. No, uh, she was in EastEnders. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a sheep! Yeah. Oh, Dolly. Dolly. Not yeah, Fanny. the first. <laughs> no. 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 Um, yeah, that was the first Cloned. genetic clone yeah. sheep. Was that's right? Yeah. She's still going. I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you what, fact of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I, also, <laughs> I, had a, I had a, started making a list of, because I thought I might run out of an anecdotes. Do you like interesting Would things? Would you wake up in a blind panic, did you? Yeah, and just thought yeah, nothing yeah, else has happened in my life. I've told everything. <laughs> now I'm going to have to start lying and making up. Um, oh, fuck, I, I can't forgotten. even go out and make new memories. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything. Um when you've forgotten it. Oh, no. Shut up. What were we just talking it. about? Oh, this is hilarious. Oh, yeah, You yeah, literally yeah. have run out of things no, to no, say. No, no, I've got it. Oh. So, picture the scene. Oh, when is this? Probably 19... Oh, I don't 41? know. 1980s, I oh. think. Maybe 1990s. Probably 1990s. Yeah, 1990s. Um, you remember the 90s, can you? I thought you were in Hacienda, kind of pilling it up, weren't you? No. Have you ever, did you ever go there? What, pills? <laughs> Yeah, I know that. I, mean, I went to Hacienda, I, yeah. I, I know that. Not very, not as often, it's one of those things you look back and go, do you never I think went? I went there like once. Okay. But I lived in Sheffield. And so it was like... It wasn't too far. No, no, yeah. it's across the... Okay. But I think, yeah, I think I only ever went there once. And even that, I don't even know if I did. You get the feeling you went there once. Blurry, was it? Early it's a place 90s? In, <laughs> place in... Uh, yeah. And this wouldn't be in the 90s. This is like early 80s. So early 90s, I'm back in Bristol. Okay. I, I had either one or two daughters anyway decided to get i can't even work out how this happened i had one or two daughters and i think they were in childcare. <laughs> you're not even sure about your children now i no, mean i think, think they're in childcare, and i don't know why but i think we got a nanny i can't work out this why this is, this is. your life or is this someone else's no, have no. you watched a film recently you know you don't watch many anyway, films have you watched something gone is that me now it's a memory of your own anyway we got this 18 year old woman childcare. And I didn't take to her instantly. And within about 10 minutes of her first like day with us, yeah. I just thought, I don't really like you. Right. But you thought, give her a chance sort of thing. She was just give bit, her 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And after 11 minutes, she told us she was the world's first test tube baby. Shut the front door. Yeah. And I thought... You, you can stay. Is that what you said? Well, no, no. You sort you of... Thought, oh, I'd, I'd hope for more. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> 
That is pretty impressive. Yeah. She didn't last. That's practically royalty, aren't you? Or she's lying out of her ass and... It, no, no, no. You know, it is. I've seen pictures of her subsequently. Yeah, but at the time she didn't go around, look at me, a picture of a test tube. No. <laughs> There's, no, don't even go there. No. I, asked my, I asked my dad once what a test tube baby was. Yep. And he said, you'll find out when you're older. Mm -hmm. That's as far as our birds and bees chat got. Okay. So <laughs> Never anyway. did find out. Well, I, I did baby? because you, well, it's, you do know what it is. Yeah, I always think how do they kind of, do they break out the glass at some point? Do you know what I mean? I think they just change them into a vial, don't they? Oh, well, they just put in bigger test tubes yeah. as they grow. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, that would be daft. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, and yeah, so that was going back to Dolly the oh, Sheep cool. and we had, yeah, the world's first. Wow. Desperately trying to think of a name, which I should know. I don't want to Google it because I can't be asked. scientific? Yeah, she just had a number. <laughs> it was a lab number. Yeah. Yeah. But was, I think it was XY1473, but I, I can't remember if it was three or two. We just called her XY. <laughs> and sacked her. Uh, oh. Was she any good or not? I don't think she came back after the first day. Yeah, just type in XY1432. <laughs> yeah, I am, yeah. I think in Louise. Sarah. Oh, Louise. You should... Yeah, she was Louise. Uh, was hailed as the first... Louise Brown was hailed yeah, we, we as the first. We had to hail her as she came in. That was <laughs> yeah. part of the conditions from the agency. Can you remember what she looked like? If I showed you a picture. Yeah. Is that her? Yeah. Okay, there you go then. Oh, no, no, it's true. I know the story's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, the story, what, her story? Well, that your story, I'm not, I'm not doubting your story, that you mm. met someone who said she was the first test tube yeah. baby, but she and could she be talking in. out of her ass. Yeah, I think, well, no, she had like, no. Well, she, one of the side effects. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm hot. I'm yeah. getting a bit giddy. Yeah, so that was that. So that was... Um... Yes, yeah, so this company could have our DNA. Well, they do have our DNA and they could be doing really mean things with it, couldn't they? Mm. I've seen Bourne, you know, when they take his... Uh, I don't do Jason films. Bourne. Yeah. Hey, I don't do you. I've got loads to give you. I do, but like... But they, they, frame him for a they frame him for a murder. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, what were you saying? No, no, no. I said mine's probably... I've had... No, I've got, I've got some films. I've got... Have you seen anything this century? Yeah, I'm not good on names, though. Oh. So I have seen films, yeah. Um, so it doesn't bother you, though, the fact they got the, they got your DNA? Nope. Okay, but a coffee but machine. Coffee machine. <laughs> yeah. I do think, in retrospect, my sort of, like, shock and horror that someone would know that I had a, a four-ranked Colombian five in the morning worried me. It's, it's a bit... Yeah. It's a little bit too much, that. Well, it's just... <laughs> it's a stupid thing to get worried about, isn't it? I should just chill a bit, I think. I guess so. Get the old Vegas no, I just nerve thinking, Because there's all this um, WhatsApp stuff going with the privacy stuff at the moment. Some, pe some people are kind of freaking out about it. It's like, but those are the, the kind of people who freak, well, if, if they're you know, likely to have given someone a blood, you know, done a test like us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do yeah. people do that and don't even think what untold horrors can happen giving someone your DNA? They looked honest though, didn't they? The packaging was nice. and you, They had a website. Yeah. That's <laughs> enough for you, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They have to be legit. Yeah. They had a BMI test as well, which I just did the government one and I'm now officially overweight. Are you? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm striving for obese. you're quite happy with that, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm overweight. Yeah, you now. don't believe the, the government website told me to lose five pounds. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, it's just take such you, a Take your three hoodies off, that'll help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to in a minute, this. Now, this, do you weigh yourself in all your clothes? I weigh myself in the same clothes. Because if I wore all my clothes, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done that when you got on a plane? Oh, I'll tell you what, this is a funny what, story. with all your clothes? No, no, when you wear, like, literally. Oh, because you, well, you don't want to overdo the baggage. Yeah. Because then you never get weighed, do you? So you could just wear all everything you're, you've taken with you, could yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Because you as a person doesn't get weighed. That's no. right, that's yeah. what was it? What was it that Wayne carried? Some tur Tur turtle, turtle wax, wax for his car, and he, he carried it to Budapest. Yeah, because he? he came he came he late, didn't he? He had to he just basically got to us to meet us really late, and just had whatever he bought back with him. And he had all, and he didn't even check his bags. But he had about three hundred pounds worth of aftershave, <laughs> didn't he? And they said he had you had to either... go out. We, we were going. We hadn't even come back. No, when we went out, we just had hand luggage. And yeah. when they when he got to the like the anything to declare, then, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, went, was, he was trying to get out the country with turtle, turtle wax, wax in his bag. But lots of, I mean, he does smell well, but it's just, well, that's because well, he's got a clever nose. He smells nose. of turtle wax. <laughs> yeah, got the shiniest nose going. <laughs> but yeah, he had so much aftershave. They said, well, you can just leave it here and then get it back. And he said it would be cheaper to get for it to go in the hold, wasn't it? Oh, that's what Because he just for it. And he paid like a fiver. No, I think and, he paid more than that. No, I think it was really cheap because he, I think he paid very little and then got sort oh. of priority. He was like oh, first right. on the plane. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
with his with his okay. car wax. Anyway, David, our uh, resident army captain, mm. said, "Now this is Arthur Bog whistle talking mm. about no content. If this isn't content, I don't know what is." Mm. Now, David said, "A sawn-off shotgun gives everyone a little bit." I think is the phrase. Okay. <laughs> like the modern day grenade. Okay. As in so a widespread. Yeah. So everyone gets a piece. Uh, then he said, rather than the old chocolate bar version where you get a big chunk. I think he I think he was referring to a grenade, but Or maybe a gun where it's just one big bullet. But yeah, spray. But you that sort of was that your point, I think? I think it, yeah. But it's been backed up officially, which yeah, is good. by um the army. The army, yeah. The guinea, you looked at the guinea, we're talking about that with horses. Yeah, pound and a shilling. It was a coin. Yeah. Uh, minted in Great Britain between 1663 and 1814 mm-hmm. that contained approximately one quarter of an ounce of gold. Mm. Didn't know there was any gold in it. The name came from the Guinea region in West Africa from where much of the gold used to make the coins was sourced. That's interesting. Oh, good. Mm. Glad you found something I've said interesting. Not from a... guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> As you first thought. Yeah. Um, they just pull the, the, the gold fillings out of guinea pigs. <laughs> it was the first English machine struck gold coin originally worth one pound sterling, equal to 20 shillings. But, oh. ri- but rises in the price of gold relative to silver caused the value of the guinea to increase, at times to as high as 30 shillings. From 1717 to 1816, its value was officially fixed at 21 shillings. All oh, right. Phew. Insert Brian here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what all the women would like, right? <laughs> Just mentioning no names reference by yeah, <laughs> just envisaging a massive arrow with like <laughs> light bulbs along the edge of it yeah so um that's not going in is it what that crudity well, no, we'll see we'll see we spoke to brian mm-hmm. about rest recovery and rehabilitation yep and this is uh this is how it went <laughs> welcome back Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back. Have you uh, have you been? I've been pretty good despite the circumstances. Yeah, mm. I mean it's uh, it's been a challenge for all of us, but uh, I've had plenty of things distracting me. I want to say, did we catch up around? It was the start of November, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, me and you, or just no, when we pod. had we the did. pod. Yeah. Oh, right. I think it was the start of November. It, I could I could Lots be mistaken. No, it all just blends into one. And of course we. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I was going to bring this up anyway, but I, I did I did sound cheeky last time. It sounded like I was trying to get a free appointment, but I, we have actually had a proper one <laughs> since. So that's what I thought you were you were mentioning. But yeah, we have. I have no, had my top off. Well, we need to talk about your follow up as well, off uh, yeah, off we pod. Did. But it was very good. I think that was um. It was I didn't know what to expect. I guess so I've never really had like physio appointments in 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 real life. Yeah, <laughs> he says air quoting. So, but it was really good. Yeah. It's a bit like this pod, but I got my top off instead of Mark. So, <laughs> but, except, but was, <laughs> except I got some feedback on the exercises. What? What do you mean? You, to, you told me on Tuesday you've not done them. All right. Just thought I'd say. Just bring that up now. Good. It's always good to know I've got someone on a sort of on on rep police homework homework management. Mark, yeah. you can send me separate messages. I uh, can't believe you just <laughs> sold me out on this. Sold them in. <laughs> Properly well, thrown under the bus there. Yeah. This is what happens. You you give all your advice, and then the, the client comes back and goes, "No, it didn't work." And it's because they're doing sod all. It, it was working. I've just, I'm right. It was. Hmm. We'll, we'll have a word after this. Okay. <laughs> I, I think. I mean, look, you could probably do a podcast on compliance, right? And just looking at <laughs> the kind of the psychology of compliance and uh, well, will to succeed and things like that. We yeah. have been talking about accountability, so that isn't. You know, we're not far off in no, terms of what things we've been months. talking about and accountability yeah. buddies. So it is good to have someone up your ass, isn't it? So to speak, <laughs> just kind of giving you a Crossing little bit of a, Yeah. Well, it is, isn't it? Have you done, you know, it's and it's good when it's not coming from someone you see all the time. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and, and, and it always helps if it's an yeah external source is important. You know, it's like, mm. uh, you know, I'm a physio. Uh, my wife's a physio, but, you know, do, do, we, do we help each other out with physio treatment? Not that much because it just doesn't come from an mm. external enough source, you know. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. So that's important. Mm. see we're off to a flyer yeah another nugget <laughs> yeah so um yeah so episode 20 no pain no gain which is actually our most popular episode mm. it's it? great I, yeah hey, yeah hear it. so we just want you on every single one of us i think is probably what we're saying <laughs> we're gonna have you yeah, every I can, 20 I can, do a five minute, I can do a five minute guest spot you can you pick the topic yeah well, every 20 that's not a bad shout yeah because it keeps every the averages 20. up then. <laughs> yeah. i can manage that <laughs> um so we talked about pain and we've been t- talking about the vagus nerve of late as well 
um, and kind of rest. And we're starting to, I guess, get into rest a bit more, maybe relaxation. Yeah. And we touched on rehab and recovery when we were talking about the pain. I think in terms of my example, of my, don't mean to bring my shoulder into this. <laughs> it's all about my shoulder, is it? But that <laughs> idea that if, if you're feeling pain, is it good to keep working on something? Is it good to rest? And we did, you know, because we, we had so much to talk about, we didn't really get into it. So I think the things we've been talking about since has kind of lined us up hopefully nicely for talking about rest, recovery and rehabilitation. But also the inflammation, wasn't it? We were talking about the vagus nerve and its impact on, you know, or the signals it gets from from your gut and other areas around inflammation. So yeah, well, I was I was actually really I was really interested to listen to your pod actually because when you told me you were doing that, I thought actually that's a good listen because you know that takes me right back to sort of you know undergraduate and some of the postgraduate when you're kind of really learning some of the detailed anatomy and. Uh, you know how much time have I spent sitting down talking and thinking about the vagus nerve, um, and, I, and I love your what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like. <laughs> well, you know, but, uh, and, and thank you for saying it was at post grad level. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to revisit some of that stuff actually, and and its role in what we see at the surface because actually, you know, a lot of we, we sometimes forget that deeper physiology is you know is obviously what underpins what we see at the surface and what's going on. Mm. So uh, that was an interesting listen for me. Yeah, it's been good for me because I've never heard of heard of it. I mean, no. why, why would anyone hear of it? Mm. But all the things you talk about, I think everybody can relate to it. Everyone has mm. physically felt those things, yeah. or or been you know maybe subconsciously been aware of yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. The, the the surface symptoms is is what I mean. People are aware of the things on the surface, but then what you guys did nicely was sort of tie that and underpin that to. I, I can't remember what was the definition that you had read out uh, for 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 what the va- just describing the vagus nerve, um, some big willowy branch of oh squiggly shaggy <laughs> thing or something. Yeah, I mean that was the post grad bit, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> that was Definitely. probably above your head, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of this was rest, rehab, and recovery. They are different things. I think that was kind of probably the first place I wanted to start was. And they are. I've been thinking yeah. about this morning. I could probably go, well, rest is doing nothing. <laughs> this is Muggles' terms here. Yeah. Rehab is probably working on something. And then recovery, I don't know. Is it a bit of both of those things? So I don't know whether that was a good place to put, or at least your definitions of what. I don't think you can beat those for definitions. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it, yeah, in, interesting choice of kind of words and topics because they do all interrelate. And depending on whether you, you know, go off down a dictionary definition of these things or you go down a sort of a strength and conditioning definition of these things, you, you'll, you'll find different answers. I mean, I looked at the sort of a dictionary definition of rest as ceasing work or movement in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. And so even the definition of resting in, in, included the word recover. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, so then, you know, my feeling is it that, you know, rest in and of itself is sort of a, a misunderstood and perhaps undervalued concept uh, for training adaptation uh, in and of itself, because it not only covers physical, but also mental, emotional, uh, social, and, and, you know, the list goes on. But suffice to say, it's a multidimensional sort of construct mm-hmm. um, in, in how it affects the body. And I guess that's what we wanted to delve into was just establishing that it's not just the body uh, when we talk about rest, because I think rest is often misconstrued as being a lazy thing to do well i'm just gonna have a rest i'm just gonna you know sit on the sofa and it's not that rest isn't having a nap uh but there's more going on than just being lazy and again much as anything else whether it's training uh rest can also be dosed uh the right amount you can also under rest you can also over rest um so dosing is important once again just like with any of these metrics that we're using and involving with sort of health and recovery same as diet you know dosing is important with diet as we know mm. uh, and training mark obviously you know we, mm. we dose to work out don't you? you pick a set and rep scheme that satisfies a criteria to achieve an outcome whether that's improved cardiovascular conditioning or improved strength conditioning yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, dosage for rest is important. Yeah, balance comes to mind. We talk about balance a lot. And you, you, mm. your Instagram, you, um, this is a weird little, this is a bit random, but you put up a post from Leon Taylor. Yeah, you? I know Leon, yeah. Oh, you do? Okay, because yeah. my wife went to school with him. He used to play Kiss Chase with him. So every time he used to go on right? <laughs> Brilliant. And I did have permission to mention that, by the way. Um, yeah. From Leon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so every time he used to come on, like, you know, commentating on the diving, like, oh, I've played Kiss Chase. Anyway, 
that's embarrassed her enough. But here's the little chart he put up, which was um, what I thought would make me productive. And there was like, it was, yes. it was like a yeah, two pie charts, wasn't it? One was hard work, which was the whole of the pie. And then what actually does make someone productive, which, and then it's all kind of divided up and hard work and exercise were, was half of that pie. And the other half was time off sleep and healthy eating. Nutrition, healthy and, yeah, eating, just yeah. as I was texting uh, you, I think, and or writing you an email that I saw that and I thought, oh, this is kind of, that's perfect, isn't it really? Yeah. Because it's it's not necessarily half of your time that makes up yeah. rest, but and I responded to that. It's about the first thing I've responded to with Brian Frinster for weeks, and it was that chart. Oh, was it? I thought it was just so oh, okay. simplistic but effective at the same time. It takes a lot for me to get a response out of Mark on Instagram. <laughs> I was looking. I'm really going to respond. Get a nugget there. <laughs> I'm an I'd introvert. Fr- Back fr- off. I'd frame that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's some. It's nice. Some of those things just sing to you. And I said, Leon's a great guy. We did a charity uh, bike ride together. Together, uh, in 2019 mm-hmm. um, for Le Cure, which is a, a charity associated with the Royal Marsden. And, you know, just riding with him, he was a, you know, a real force of nature in terms of positivity mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 uh, and energy. And, you know, I've, I've done some of his exercises. He does like online classes, which um, they combine sort of exercise, bit of yoga, bit of holistic mind health. And they're just brilliant. Like, they're just a real positive uplift. Mm. Um, so I did a couple of those during the first lockdown. They're brilliant. Um, okay. And it was nice to kind of link back up with him again. I guess what's your view on, and you've kind of already touched on rest and how, that, how important that is. But Well, yeah, I mean, it, actually, uh, what, I, what I will say is, you know, you know, I think the other thing you were looking for is, you know, what do we what do we take from rest? I guess we've kind of, you know, as we do, we just kind of will sort of blend through them. But, mm. you know, my, my feeling is just, just to almost to define that is that, you know, what do we take from rest? Well, rest is our ability to kind of deal with stressors that, uh, that our system has to deal with. And, and stressors, I think, are different to just saying stress. Um, stress is uh, both a good thing and a negative thing. Again, the amount of it is important and the amount of it over a period of time is important. Mm. And the analogy I sort of describe is sort of um, almost think about a cup, uh, you know, you can think of like or, or any sort of vessel, but a cup of water. Uh, and that cup is our sort of tolerance over a period of time. And we pile all these stressors into it. So that might be a gym session. It might be a really busy day at work. It might be um, some difficult, um, challenging circumstances at home uh, and, and, and some other emotional challenges with your family. And all those things pile into our cup of stresses. Now, as that cup fills up, there's a point at which it will overflow. Um, and that's where we're then dealing with stresses that negatively affect our system um, in, in, in lots of different ways, whether that's illness, injury. And I think the important way to characterize that is it it might be any of those things. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the physical thing doesn't necessarily always create the physical injury. Is, is i guess the point i'm trying to make yeah. <laughs> lots of different stresses will fill that cup and any one output might be the problem that you get it might be that you end up getting ill mm. it might be that you end up with a physical illness yeah. and my idea there is i always try and maintain maintain the cup so if if the cup's getting too full then you've either got to look at how you're managing those input stressors mm-hmm. or are there ways that you can have a bigger cup so that you can tolerate and take more you know can we build a bigger cup can we tolerate more stress and yeah, yeah. um, if we become more resilient to those things and i think that was the for me the concept of you know what do we benefit from rest well rest is our way of actually either growing the cup or gradually reducing the volume of what's inside it so we can we can tolerate more stress again yeah i, I like the idea of growing the cup because i was thinking one of the things that we've been talking about especially around mindfulness and meditation is I think when that works for me, that does grow the cup because it takes mm. you in a place where the stresses don't disappear when you have mindfulness or meditation. But that sort of being the phrase I use, rivet in, in now, sort of just being there for that moment can sometimes give you an altered perspective. So the stresses are still there, but exactly like you're saying, your reaction to them is better or calmer or more able to, to, to take them on board rather than yeah, getting absolutely. to that point of overflow. So I think mindfulness for me has been growing the cup, which I like that analogy. Mm. And we've talked about stress being important, something you, there's lots of, I guess, stresses you probably should try and avoid, but there's plenty that is just part of life and will help us grow Yeah. either that cup or as, as individuals, right? So mm. I can't remember what we talked about on the pain episode, but that, that stress is actually important, you know, even, even in the, yeah, it's isn't it? So it's, it, it's not, I think, I, think I, I like that takeaway of saying, you know, it's not something to completely avoid. Yeah. No, without, without stress, we don't have any adaptation. I mean, that's a, that's a quite simple concept. And mm. I think, 
broadly speaking, again, if we move away from sort of specific or dictionary definitions, stress, if you say stress, you often imagine the office worker tearing their hair out with stress, mm. you know, or, or, you know, or a family situation that's really stressful. And, I, and actually, the, the more broad way to look at stress is, as I said, stressors or stressors that come on our system. And there are all sorts of different things mm. that add challenge and our body responds to challenge. It's getting that dose and the amount of that stress right. If we can deal with it, we'll adapt. And if we can adapt, yeah. we can then, like I said, we go back to that grow the cup sort of idea. Yeah. And I guess and that's a key thing for me. On the meditation, but I guess there's two cups, isn't there? There's a physical one and a, and a mental one. <laughs> and they could be different. Sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, smash yeah. your cup and add it. But, <laughs> or as a cup with, a, with two compartments, I don't know, however yeah. you want to. Or a tea set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Teapot. Is, is there a teapot maybe you've got <laughs> yeah, and you can pour fine, it into different cups? Some fine it's getting, china. It's getting very esoteric. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess um, some people might, you know, their their mental cup might be, you know, smaller than their physical cup or vice versa, or they might be nicely balanced. So it's growing or... capacity, isn't it? Yeah. But it can be in one of two areas. Because when I think about rest, physical rest, I think of cyclists who probably, and you would tell me this, Brian, that's, you know, maybe a few days before they actually race, they're literally sitting there watching TV with their legs up. I was going to say eating what's it, but they're probably not doing that. It's really important not even to walk around, isn't it? Because, you know, that level of, of rest is, is really important. I guess you can't just go and put your mind in a jar, you know. Yeah. So your physical rest is also likely resting your mind as well. Does that make sense? Potentially. potentially. So I think there's been a change there. One, we only previously ever understood rest to mean physical rest. I, I, I think, you know, historically, if we look at rest, like, and you, you picked cyclists out, yeah, you know, putting their legs up, you know, do everything to rest the legs because it's all about the legs. Mm. You know, historically, that might have been put your legs up and have a nap, whereas now you might find cyclists, you know, put their legs up, but they're on social media, they're on various platforms, oh, yeah, they're not yeah. actually resting their brain. Mm. And actually, they may not be getting as efficient or as productive rest as they mm. may have otherwise been having, because they're still mentally stimulating mm. um, and, and staying getting stresses from other areas. And actually, which is strange, because we're getting a broader and better understanding of the combination of mental and physical sort of recovery and rest that that, that work together. And that's why I think it's, it's nice that you dropped in that idea of a you know, your mental cup and your physical cup, because, you know, I think later on, like when I was kind of looking through some of the stuff we wanted to cover, I was talking about how those two, two areas tie in. So yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah, I guess when you're training, Mark, that that's really good for your mind. That, yeah. that is your that well, is a form of meditation for you, but you're you're putting your body under enormous stresses and strains. Yeah. So um, all I'm saying is, it's not resting isn't just necessary because you can go for a run, can't you, and take your brain out and 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 feel refreshed and come back and yeah. that's quite an interesting dynamic. Well, your body could be working, but your mind could actually be in a really really healthy place. And often the more extreme work, because I was saying because I'm not sprinting anymore, but when I was sprinting, that was the most extreme way of getting rid of the demons because yeah. the exercise was so intense you didn't have room for any other thoughts yeah. it was purely mm. the mechanics of running overrode everything really yeah it's different for everybody isn't it it's about identifying what works for us mm-hmm. and i think each of the rest rehab and recovery things brian i was thinking you know, i talk about them as, as a as a muggle someone who doesn't understand the the physiology and the, and the science of it so i guess how do you work with uh, individual needs yeah i guess so is it is it similar to the pain thing it's all it's all just on an individual basis or is there a, a kind of a rule of thumb that is if everyone did this then that'll be a good start i i guess on the on the rehab um yeah i think journey. i think absolutely look absolutely there, there's there are rules of thumb that you can apply as a bit of a segue one of the things that's become really popular in exercise is something called streaking, not to be confused with sort of football <laughs> matches uh, yeah. running across the pitch, uh, but basically doing multi- consecutive days of whether it's running or cycling. And it's become a really popular thing, like how long can you streak for on a particular activity? And, you know, there's lots of really, you know, good positive messages and things that can come from that. But there's also lots of stress and pressure and uh, injuries that can come from that. So certainly we can probably say, you know, doing intensive, repetitive exercise on a daily basis is probably not the best idea for most people. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm loath to make rules for everybody because our physiologies vary so dramatically in terms of what we can tolerate that it's very hard to just set out rules and stone for everybody. But yeah, I think much like pain, um, I don't, I don't treat injuries. I treat or pain. I treat people uh, yeah. with injuries or pain the yeah. same way as I would consider that with rest and recovery. Uh, and indeed rehab you're looking at the person to figure out what that best combination is and if we're looking at what's the right amount uh, whether it's rest or recovery we can uh, probably the easiest way to break it down is into subjective and objective measurements so subjective is just how we feel um so you know do my muscles feel sore if we're going to look at a, a, 
physical body, uh, do I feel fatigued? So, you know, something classically like uh, delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, so that DOMS, that sore feeling you get in your muscles when you've had a good training yeah. session. That's an easy subjective measure. Someone says, yeah, my muscles still feel sore. So you probably don't feel ready to train. So easy subjective measure. We can go into more detail with subjective measurements with things like questionnaires. So if we look at mood state questionnaires, they delve a little bit deeper than purely the physical DOMS, like muscle soreness. So they'll start to look at sort of emotional states, stress states, cognitive ability. And they've now found, you know, things these advanced mood state questionnaires or profile of mood state questionnaires are really interesting because they they show that there's changes in cognition, cognition speed and emotional response based on recovery from physical exertion or other stressors. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I find that really fascinating. And actually, often they can unpick lots of detail about how uh, an individual is rested or recovered in general, not just an athlete. Right. Objectively, probably the most popular variable, um, uh, probably not the best term to use, that we're seeing nowadays is the use of HRV, which is heart rate variability. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of HRV or... Just about to talk on it. <laughs> ah, well... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Literally. Yeah. So H HRV is, is, is a, a really good because it's very accessible, easy to measure. So it's what if you've got an Apple watch, it's what that will measure um, or a whoop, which is one of these really popular um, wrist straps that will measure HRV and therefore sleep quality and things like that or Omega wave. There's lots of them, okay. um, but you can even now do it with an app and a heart rate strap. But essentially what it's going to do is it's going to look at your autonomic nervous system and therefore the balance between your sympathetic nervous system, and parasympathetic nervous system, which I think you guys are talking about, you know, yeah. that fight yeah. or flight versus yeah. rest and digest. Yeah. Um, and that gives a really nice objective measure of a person's overall recovery or rested state. Um, and that there's some really interesting research coming up on that. And they're trying to unpick what more it can tell us. But certainly we know it can give us uh, an idea of overall fatigue within the system um, and recovery state. Um, so the, but they're using it for things like, you know, is someone overtraining, overreaching, things like that. But they also can use it to guide training. So you can use HRV guided training, mm. whereby you decide whether you're going to do a hard training session based on whether your HRV suggests you're well recovered or not, as opposed to just Tuesday's leg day done yeah right just, um this is just going a little bit off piece but the reason i was going to talk about hrv was it was in my notes on vagus nerve but we didn't get to it okay. and it, as you say brian it's coming much more to the forefront but it made me think then when you were saying just before this started damien said oh what am i training today and i haven't quite decided a bit of it's going to be on instinct but the interesting thing for me was that when I've trained um, women in the past, when we've looked at menstrual cycle, especially female strength trainers, there's certain times of the month when they know they're going to be stronger. So even to the point that some women will only enter competitions at only certain times mm. during the menstrual cycle. And that to me has a similarity to HRV because it's you're responding to where your body's at its best. Mm. So I thought that was quite an interesting Yeah, interesting that's, that's, well, that's an interesting one where... You know, uh, in that in that case, you're talking about female athletes are able to subjectively identify when they feel a combination of whether it's uh, recovery, hormonal balance that allows them to feel a, a better performance is, is within them. They're capable of a better performance. Yeah. And and that's absolutely like a subjective output. And the, the cool thing about HRV is that it's non-invasive, it's cheap and it's easy. And that's why it will become very widespread, I imagine. Um, it, there is good research to support what it can do and what it can tell us. And it's really easy and cheap. Like I said, you could get uh, an Apple Watch, you could get a Whoop, uh, or you could just get an app that you can download like Ithley or Ithley, um, an app and a heart rate strap, and it will start to tell you what your HRV is. It's as, it's as easy as that. And you can start to take it to any level in terms of how you want to plan your recovery. So it's a really interesting uh, variable to to assess and to perhaps consider uh, as part of that sort mm, of definitely. am I rested, am I recovered, and, and what does that mean? And I so guess, our next purchase then. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we'll be doing the investing us thing. So we've, we've done the blood test and I'm doing a gut biome thing. And it's just, mm. it's a little bit like that. It's, it's understanding what your body is doing yeah. to therefore... Deep dive, isn't it? Yeah, because you can go, well, I feel that, but you don't know actually what it is. Mm. The, I guess the science behind that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you could, sometimes I've come to you in the morning and just, I feel it's just so wrecked, like yeah. tight, tight. But then you go, hold on, I'm lifting like Bruce yeah. Willis in Unbreakable. You're like, it's like, yeah. what, what's going on here? I feel like you can just keep keep yeah. putting the weights on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then you think, well, why is that? I, or yeah. I haven't, I don't think I've eaten very, you know, and I don't know why, but yeah. it's understanding why those things come together. You mentioned streaking. Uh, I get the habit building type of streaking. We are, weirdly, you've kind of talked about HIV. You're going to do that 
Mm. I didn't know you were going to do that. No. But we were going to do streaking habit building on the next one. I guess ha- ha- that's not just about physical things, isn't it? You could be kind of talking about you can do the streaking stuff in terms of rest and because it's just habits, isn't it? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Streaking mm. is just building those things and gaining that consistency and um, familiarity. I guess. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's gained it's gained popularity um, through. I'm trying to remember the name of a guy. I mean, there's a guy who's run for you know something like 80 years every day of his life or something. You know, there's, right. there's always amazing stories of yeah. you know, one individual and therefore, oh, everyone thinks oh, I can do that too. Or I should do that. Um, should you should you do streaking with rest? Now that'd be a great one, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rest every but, day. But there are some people who who aren't very good at it. It can't sit still and i've had people in my business like they go and go in and then they just drop and then they get ill and they're out for a week and you've mm. lost them and you're like oh that's that's not good because they're physically unwell yeah. but you know they, they might have to force themselves to sit down and reboot mm-hmm. yeah more regularly than than others instance, you know? like that you're right rest rest streaking or some some form mm. of habit forming where rest is included as part of their life could be important you know i mean that's that's beyond my remit to sort of comment on that but uh yeah it, it's, no, it's certainly just, really interesting to think about how you know, that's how you have to individualize things. You have to try and pick up on cues and say, actually, this person, you know, works really, really hard and then they burn out. Mm. But maybe that's what works best for them. You know, and, and yeah. you know, yeah, how right. often do we do, do we try to change that just because we think, well, that doesn't look very good to me. That's not normal or that's not within the normal limits. But it, it might be just yeah. how someone operates best. We don't know. Rehab. I mean, that can mean lots of different things, couldn't it? Right. Ask Brian. Oh, Brian, does it? Does rehab <laughs> mean what well, I kind of was? <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> um, in your what's your definition yeah I, 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 yeah you're absolutely right once again means lots of different things within different spectrums you can define it in different ways you know it's the same as therapy can be considered lots of different things you know are we talking about psychological therapy physical therapy physiotherapy rehab is that rehab for addiction to uh substances or is it rehab for a physical ailment so it can mean lots of different things we've got to more clearly define it Mm. rehab within my scope is about sort of musculoskeletal rehabilitation toward good function um or you know restored function for that individual whatever that might be And, and and that's that's really kind of for me where rehab ends but it shouldn't be a sort of a full stop rehab needs to blend back into that person's life and that might be rehab towards functional sort of capacity where they just need to go back to work or it might be rehab towards sporting performance um yeah but either way when you you know i get a bit upset if a physio gives someone three exercises three sets of ten do those and see you later and there's no you should stop these after it's not like you should do them forever mm. uh you know, it's not like brushing your teeth um there was a reason hopefully why those exercises were prescribed for a hopefully set period of time to achieve yeah. a set target yeah. and then after that what's the what's the goal after that so um for me rehab is a very targeted time specific approach toward musculoskeletal return to functional state previous to when the person presented with either pain or injury or dysfunction hmm. the latter of which is a bit of a tricky word because people will define and present in their own circumstances with that yeah and i guess there could be some things which you know you get a knock for example you you identify it you work through it it goes that's okay but don't mean to talk about if i talked about my shoulder (laughs) yeah here we go (laughs) but uh, you know and okay yeah i haven't i've I've, I've been doing my exercises but not i've I've laxed a little bit however i've kind of discovered this week that i think it's sort of something to do with my sleep i could just do those exercises forever but because i'm going to sleep as long as i'm alive (laughs) right so then you have to identify that thing that just keeps doing that, you know, because you can't just keep doing re- rehabilitation and not addressing the thing that's causing that thing, right? So exactly, and that's and that's very often the problem. If 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 the rehab exercises, say in this in this scenario, aren't put in context or don't form part of the solution, mm. then they're meaningless. So um, that's where you know you've got to solve the problems that are additionally contributing to the repeat presentation. It's sort of as I said, you've got to assess current status function pain uh, you know what is the issue um th- at that point you then want to assess the goals and aims of that person are they realistic um you know what are the time scales to to perhaps reach that because a lot of times i'll have someone come in they've got an injury and they've got a goal and you know the gap between those two is large and the time scale expectation is short so managing expectations is really really important at the start of that journey if if i said to you you know demo you, you come to me with shoulder pain 
and you say, yeah, and I've got this, uh, you know, um, CrossFit competition I want to do in two weeks' time, you know, and I quietly don't tell you that this injury is going to take three months mm. to, to get better. You know, it's really important to communicate that message because otherwise, you know, there's a there's a mismatch in where you think, oh, I'm going to be better next week or this, this, you know, this will just go away. So that, I always start there with people say, look, this is going to take a good couple of months or this will only take a week or, you know, at best guess, or we're going to keep trying to adjust our expectation. But um, I think you've got to communicate that early and clearly to the best of what the assessment will allow um, to establish what the journey is going to be, because then we've got to map out what are the gaps between where you are now and where you want to be and what do we need to do to get you from point A to point B um, and then what metrics can we use to measure and assess whether you've achieved that, whether it's range of motion, pain score, functional performance, return to work, you know, at, at whatever different level that is. But we've got to have something, you know, both subjective and objective, back to what we said at the start, yeah, yeah. to establish if we've achieved what we set out to, yeah. to therefore end a rehab journey and therefore therefore rehab stops. Just, right. just building on that, Brian, I'd be interested to know, one of the things that I, I struggle with sometimes is I would say my most driven clients are often the ones that either need rehab or recovery more often just because of the nature of you know the mileage they're doing or the weights they're lifting but they're also seem to be the people that are most driven um, in physical achievement are the ones that find that have the least patience in terms of rehab and I don't know if you found that as a correlation you know it's almost the better the sportsman is the, the less patience they'll show in terms of recovery I mean I know I'm guilty of that myself you know, I'll talk myself into that this isn't hurting anymore when I know it is. When Brian was talking and I was thinking about when you've, when you've got a race at the weekend, you go, oh, my hamstring isn't quite right, but I'll, <laughs> I'll be fine by say, it's like, oh, it's three days away, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I just wondered if Brian thought there was a correlation between that, that, that sometimes the people that would be the most driven are the ones that probably don't or maybe don't take your advice or want it fixed overnight? I think there can be because those situations can conflict or cloud our better judgment. Uh, I think we all fall into that trap depending on whether we've got specific targets. You know, If I've invested £500 in a ticket to go and do an Ironman triathlon and I've bought flights to go to Frankfurt and I've booked a hotel for the weekend and I've been training for the last nine months for it and now I've got a bit of a sore Achilles – you know, I'm probably not in the best state to make an unbiased decision about yeah. how I better yeah. manage it. Mm. So there might be a combination of burying our head in the sand, and that is the person who just doesn't come to physio or makes an inquiry but then doesn't book because they really don't want to be told that actually it might mean that their Iron Man's in jeopardy. And, yeah, they don't want to open that can of worms that might be there. Um, so you're absolutely right, Mark, in the sense that when there's competition at stake or an event, and it might, you know mm. what, it might even just be a Sunday football game. It doesn't have to be an Ironman where you've paid 500 quid and you've booked flights and you've booked a hotel. It might just be the Sunday league match where you want to see your mates yeah. uh, and you don't want to miss that because that's your social. So it, it exists at all levels. And, and that pressure to want to do the thing that you're doing um, still exists. Mm. So one of the things I found, Brian, definitely especially in this lockdown is that i have an increasing number of clients who are working from home i don't know whether you have the sort of same range of clients i would say without a shadow of a doubt the people working at home are causing themselves in a lot of cases restrictions because they don't have the movement during the day that they would in the workplace so they don't walk to the water cooler they don't go outside they don't go to the canteen and their desk becomes a magnet and it's almost impossible to leave it. And the number of people I'm saying, you've literally every half hour, every 40 minutes and people going, no, I'm on a Zoom call. It, it just seems that, that, that their world becomes narrowed and that mm. their desk becomes the be all and end all. And I know with a couple of clients I've been working really hard on, you've got to shut your laptop. You've got to leave that room and get some fresh air. There's people who aren't you know, even going out of a day. And as human mm. beings, we're not meant to be inside in centrally heated rooms, you know, 24-7. I don't know whether that's something you've come across, because I know sitting is such a, posturally, it's such a bad, it's just such a bad thing, isn't it, to be doing day in, day yeah, out. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, Mark. I, I see, see, see lots of that trend. Um, and, you know, the pr problem one is the, the invasion um, of the workspace into your home. I see that sort of have a, having a massive effect on people mm. psychologically as well. Yeah. Um, and when your workspace invades your home, and 
maybe invades too strong a word um i'm not sure it but, is no <laughs> i'm not sure but, it is. yeah but but also maybe it's not because mm-hmm. what ends up happening is that there's no separation and and we talk about work-life balance it just becomes almost impossible to untie and unpick those things when you're at work but you're in your kitchen and you know you may have your children running around the kitchen and your family life is then completely intertwined and, and like you said mark there, there's no need to move around there's no canteen there's no Oh, we're going to go to the meeting room, uh, you know, yeah. two floors down, yeah. or, um, or I've got to go outside, or you know, your normal commute to work. Okay, might have taken forty minutes of your day, um, but it involved, a, you know, that was when you used to do your walk. Um, yeah. and trying to encourage people who gained time back in their lives from their commute to, if if it if it previously included physical activity, to try and put that back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's just where we talk about the the, the separation and how we respond to this. I know people who've gained two hours back a day on their lives and they've just thrown it all into exercise. Yeah. I know other people who've taken that back and they've, you know, you know, perhaps not, you know, they've just stayed inside. Maybe, you know, we'll all choose to spend our time differently, but yeah, in principle, unfortunately we are seeing that yeah. pattern of people just being inside, staying inside. Just, just one, one last thing, just, just linked to that. I'd be interested to hear Brian in terms of, because we haven't touched on recovery quite as much has, has what's going on at the moment affected people's ability to recover. I know it's a really broad question, but you'll obviously be saying to people after you've seen them, be giving them guidance. Are they then coming back and going, well, because of X, Y, and Z, I wasn't able to, my recovery has been. So it could be a whole host of things, couldn't it? It could be about accessibility to provision. It could be ability to to leave the house or concerns about doing certain things. But I, I guess yeah. you, you give a sort of pattern of what people should do for recovery. Is that being impinged upon? Impinged, you could say. Maybe I would think the word to use would be it's been changed, uh, mm-hmm. and how we adapt to that change is 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 what's important. So, the activity side, someone who goes to the gym regularly or goes and swimming regularly or plays team sports, and suddenly they can't do those things. It's how you change and adapt to those things. If you play team sports and then team sports stopped, and you just well, that's going to massively affect your overall physical health and fitness and so forth. Yeah, like you said, recovery-wise, if recovery was you used to sit in your lounge um and that was where you used to kick back whether it was watching tv or not but now your lounge is where your office is that's affected your recovery mm-hmm. for example i mean yes we haven't talked as much about recovery and maybe i'll just i'll touch on what i was going to say about recovery which was just at the major difference that you might consider between recovery and rest obviously we could talk about recovery at a physiological level but just to come a step above that is you might look at recovery as being active strategies to facilitate or support that restoration of function or adaptation um which kind of happens in conjunction with rest so i, I see them as sort of being complementary mm-hmm. but i see i see personally see recovery as being sort of active strategies that we can do to superimpose um the sort of the benefits of rest so you might look at that from a athletic performance side of things as you know ice baths or massage or compression leggings or you know or things like that or, or you may you know something like meditation which mark you touched on earlier and i think meditation has incredible restorative and recovery um benefits for individuals and um just spending time having a bit of mindfulness um so headspace is an app that i've found really um helpful and useful before and i can I, I find that every now and again i need to dip in and use i use headspace app to do some of those mindful meditations and things um when I feel I need them. Um, so yeah, so those sort of things can be active strategies to improve recovery. And I said, it might be mental, it might be physical, or a combination of, of those. Yeah, it was interesting, just you saying about Headspace then, I use Calm. Um, and I've been sending out invites to one or two people because Calm allows oh, yeah. you to do that. But I was playing around with Calm the other day and found that they also have a streak. So you're, they're keeping a, an eye on your mindfulness. And I thought even something as relaxing, well, not relaxing, mindfulness, is more active than relaxing, but something as um, cerebral. I thought I, was, I, yeah, I thought I was onto something with the uh, the streaking of rest and I hadn't quite. Yeah, no, no, no. The Calm but... app actually tells yeah, you it records. Go. It's a bit like your sort of Spotify mm. review of the year. I got one from Calm telling me how many I'd done, my biggest streak, and okay. even when I meditate, what time of day I meditate the most. And I think I, it's it's interesting that mindfulness can be sort of competitive. In, yeah. In yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Everything can be. Yeah. Kind of some numbers behind it. I guess one thing I, I just I, I just I looked at what I jotted down for this uh, for this part. Like, yeah. One thing I wrote. Um, I, I studied uh, I studied Latin in school because you had to, not because I thought that'd be cool. One of the phrases that I knew, and then it kind of cropped back up because when you study uh, you know physio and these sort of things was is mensana incorpore sano uh, i don't know if either of you guys are familiar with that i did latino level of course i know what it means yeah no i don't 
<laughs> something to do with the mind <laughs> so yeah, a healthy mind is a healthy body okay. um, and you could you could flip that statement around the other way and i i thought it just nicely summarizes kind of what we've been talking about underpinning all of these things rest rehab and recovery is it both things healthy mind is healthy body healthy body can can lead to a healthy mind and so when i'm looking at helping somebody with any of these elements of rest rehab and recovery it's that we have to consider both of those things and I think one of the questions you asked earlier was, you know, are they separate? Do they relate? And I would just say that they're yeah. sort of so intertwined yeah. and so interrelated so as to be almost, you know, always considered together. Yeah. But I, I like what Brian did there, the link with the mental bit, which is, uh, I think, where we've been going the last few pods, especially bringing together the vagus nerve. I think for too long, people have seen physical and mental things as two separate, separate entities, things, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Um, ah, yeah, watch the uh, watch the numbers go. You do have some admirers as well. We did a little uh, Instagram survey: what you want more of or less of. <laughs> that there was one that said more Mark, but that was actually Mark that <laughs> sent that in. But the other one was more you. So um, I don't know. We're not saying yeah. that there are some. I, I don't. I don't know how many of the pods you've listened to, Brian. But it, you are a sort of running theme for Damien <laughs> about any time you're mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> the word ladies comes up straight <laughs> yeah. away it's, uh, there's a you're, certain you're, correlation you're a hit brian that's all i can say <laughs> i need to i need to drop back into a few more i kind of i i like i said i kind of it's when i'm doing chores <laughs> or having to go go for a, a walk to get my daughter to have a nap that's like yeah. that's, that's pod time for me. <laughs> yeah no. but yeah we'll catch up um soon anyway i'll get back to my exercises but we'll definitely catch up It's it's been working it's been definitely good that one behind the back, I could literally could the first day I did it, I couldn't do it at all. Over Christmas, I was pretty good. The Christmas week, I was doing it every day. But like you said, Damo, we're all a work in progress, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, accountability. He's brilliant. That's why you're so good. <laughs> you use our strap lines and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you got a busy day? Yeah, I've got, got got quite a bit on actually. I mean, it's uh, obviously with with lockdown, I've curtailed pretty much all of the bike fitting stuff. Mm-hmm. um because it doesn't really fall under essential medical provision so physio still on still providing sort of a, a virtual first sort of recommendation or direction for people mm-hmm. because we just want to try to yeah we want to try to keep, keep keep people at home if we can and if they don't need to come in then you know we can do so much virtually and you've seen that when we've had a virtual yeah, appointment yeah. so um yeah trying to follow that uh sort of edict um but thankfully yeah keeping busy and the other things keep me busy is my new clinic which is unfortunately going to open sort of um sort of early to mid feb oh, cool. which is not great timing in terms of the, the sort of lockdown scene of mm-hmm. things but uh really excited to have a more sort of uh bespoke uh set, set up space for what i'm doing great. So, was, that, yeah, was really that in bath um it's just it's going to be outside of bath as well so it's kind of okay yeah uh, new caution okay. um it's kind of like 20 minutes outside of bath but awesome. yeah it'll be a nice sort of setup unit it'll have a bike fitting space treatment space and then a full kind of gym rehab space as well awesome that's good right we better leave you to it but thanks for that yeah thank you for your time bro great to catch up and uh yeah keep keep in touch and we'll speak soon damo hopefully i'll hear from you more sooner (laughs) all right take care okay (laughs) all right guys have a good one take care If you want to find out more about Brian, and you absolutely should, then go to thebikethebody.com and you can follow him on Instagram at thebikethebody. He seems to come across as a bit more grown up than us, I think. Yeah, it's probably because he is. Mm. Proper grown up. No titting about with Brian. (laughs) Arthur, listen then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I might might send that to him personally with a little bow on it. Go Mm. near. Tip free. (laughs) Uh, It's good. If you go into settings, privacy, analytics and improvements, yeah. and analytics and improvements sounds, oh, I'll have some of that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and so this is how to improve Siri and dictation. That's the headings. And so the opening line is, yeah. this is going to make the service better yeah. for, for you. I never use Siri because obviously probably I know most things myself anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your except, own font of knowledge. Yeah, except films and names of yeah, the important things. People, that, yeah. So yeah. you can opt in to improve Siri and dictation. So if you agree, it says the audio of your interaction with Siri and dictation may be stored on Siri servers and reviewed by Apple employees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so straight away, anyone in Apple, anyone in Apple doesn't yeah. say a specific group by Apple employees. So basically, whatever you say to Siri. So if you say, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking of one or two guys we know. Some of the things they might ask Siri might be personal. 
Yes. Um, I don't know why I said guys, guys <laughs> and women. But do you know what I mean? You might ask for, it, it does give a, a lot about, away about yeah. your life if you're asking something and going, yeah. can you check this for me? Or can you look yeah. this up for me? Do hemorrhoids so, hurt? <laughs> God, they do. <laughs> I got them in Venezuela. I had that discussion with someone what? last week. you got week. hemorrhoids in Venezuela? Yeah, and I thought it was... Um, Are they, they worse than... Are they worse than... Um... Well, it was because I thought it, they were alive. All right. I was in Central is that, America. Is that Southern hemorrhoid? I mean, Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> is that? I don't... Yeah, Venezuela. Are they worse? So they important. go the other way? I'm just trying to make them... I'm just trying I to... Like, the, the water go down the sink. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it sound exotic. Just yeah. mark not to have temperate climate hemorrhoid. <laughs> anyway... So it can be stored. It's a sentence you never thought you'd say. <laughs> so dictation may be stored on Siri servers and reviewed by Apple employees, blah, 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 blah. Mm. In addition to audio recordings, other data, such as computer-generating transcriptions of your request, so straight away we're going to write down what you say. Yeah. Names of your contacts. Yeah. Well, if I'm asking Siri about how to get rid of What's it got to do with my piles contact? from Venezuela... <laughs> You don't need to know the, the Venezuelan yeah. high embassy's number. <laughs> um, apps installed on your devices and location. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on and on. Anyway, it tells you how you can get out of this if you have opted in. Yeah. But it then sort of goes, this will be kept for up to six months. But in some cases, it might be kept for two years. And I'm thinking, yeah. basically, Siri, as long as you opt into this, can listen to everything you say, yeah. but keep everything you say, yeah. and then burrow into your phone to find yeah. out yeah. who your mates you are. Remember that Halo thing we were talking about when we were talking about our wearables? Yeah. Yeah. That's constantly listening to you. That's all been stored. Mm. They're not going to have that just disappear into the ether, are they? That's valuable information. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? But it's interesting this on your phone almost is like casually telling you, mm. yeah, this is something we've done to help you. Yeah, just think how mad that if you gave up your blood and gave it to someone and they had the means to clone you. I mean, just imagine, mm. I mean, I know it's far-fetched, but yeah. just imagine how awful that would be. I mean, no, you you wouldn't give your blood up, would you? No, it's not to any uh, Tom Dick or Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, we're we good? Yeah, we're good. We've rambled. Yeah, we have. Good luck with that. God, thanks. Uh, that's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far, and thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to us and give us a five-star rating and or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast, and you can send us an email to imfinecast at gmail.com. In the next episode... Well, I'm going to do the meditation because I've practised it. Did you? We won't do it now because okay. we've just rambled far too long. But Okay, cool. I've done... Um, I quite like meditation. I could practise it on you now, off air. Okay. Okay. I've also got a couple of things in here I want to talk about, which is the streak... Building, you, building long habits. Great. Yeah. 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 Okay. What well, you went? No, you just tapped? just something as ever. <laughs> Is that spooky? No, not really. It's oh, just because okay. I talk about streaks a lot. But something came up recently, and I had a discussion with Do somebody. Remember that song called "The Streak"? Yeah. Yes, the call in the streak. Woo! Look at it. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Um, and something called the Uncanny Valley. I want to talk about. Okay. So we'll uh, see you in the next episode. We will. Bye bye. Bye.